The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, Ralph. Ralphie. Andrew and Dave. All right, I got uh, got a little intel. Your Saints Happy Hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, all right? And I'll tell you what. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go, what the? Does he not know the English language? All right, Ralph. Try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? You're in big trouble, pal. Eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious. Got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, huh? You got to cut people down all the time. Is that what you got to do? But uh, know that life is good. Appreciate it. Do what you do. Keep on keeping on. Shoot out. <laughs> We're a couple of days out from the draft. The thing that I'm interested in, besides <laughs> making sure my audio is running well, the thing that I'm interested in really is these offensive tackles are are, are we going to see in this draft are we going to see these three offensive tackle neil icky as the saints call him and um the kid from mississippi state that i'm blanking on his name are we charles cross are we going to see those three go in the top 10 because if they go that fast, I think it really changes how the Saints draft in a sense of if one of them falls, if one of them kind of lingers around, right, uh, then you'll have a, a, a possibility where I think the Saints could be like, oh, crosses to 10, crosses 9, crosses 10, I, we'll, we'll give you 49, we'll go up and get him. But if those guys go off the board like I've seen where you got – the Texans taking one, the Giants taking one, Carolina taking one, and then you and you and you're, you're you're at pick six, and they're gone, and you're the Saints. Then you kind of have to um, rearrange your whole sort of uh, sort of draft plan, right? If if your 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 um, if your your point was to get a tackle, right? Um, so, so we'll just have to see how um, how that goes. Uh, we got Andrew, so I'll invite Andrew to uh, to co-host with me. We're only going to run this for about fifteen minutes because we because I got to get off and I got to I got to watch the Pelicans. Come on, let's be real. It's uh we got Pelicans and we got Saints. This is it's simultaneously merging. Uh, but if you have a question before we get out of here, we're going to get out of here before Pelicans tip. If you have a question. Uh, or want to comment, hop in and we'll let you talk. And also too, uh, if my audio is, uh, terrible, um, then, uh, let me know. So Andrew, are you there? Can you, I, uh, I gave you a request to speak. Yeah, I'm here. So, so yeah. So how's my audio? Main thing. Your audio sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Me, me and, me and, uh, me and you Tom. You sound good. Thomas uh, threatened me. He said he was gonna he was he's gonna hitchhike from Poland and electroshock me if my audio was bad. 
uh, on the draft spaces on Thursday. So, well, miraculously, that seems like it won't be happening. So, <laughs> right, yeah, right. But the thing is, he he told me, and I, and I will quote, "Ditch the fucking banana meter already, Ralph." Yes, I know he's, <laughs> he's correct. I support it. Um, you know, you know what's interesting, Ralph. I mean, I was just listening to you talk about the draft, and I feel like we've covered this from every angle, and then, you know, there's not much left to be said at this. There point. is. Like, I'm 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 ready. Like I wanted to have. That's right. But you know, there's one angle that I don't know how much we've looked at it from. And I think it bears saying, I don't know that I've heard this out there that much or that many people saying it, but it's just ironic and funny to me that the two most impactful picks, really the three that impact the saints are the, are the Panthers at six yeah, because that's and then that's like a fork in the road. Then you got the Falcons at eight, and then Philadelphia at fifteen. Like those are the three that make me the most nervous because, well, you, you, Carolina first of all, you know their GM talked today. They said they have multiple quarterbacks that they like at six. Now is that a smokescreen? Are they actually going to take a quarterback at six? Who knows? But you know, I, I think. On some level, if Carolina takes Malik Willis, let's say, I would be happy with that because of the talent being pushed down the board. But there's also the prospect of playing Malik Willis twice a year for the foreseeable future. And, and if he ends up being good, that, that's not going to be good for the Saints. And then you've got Atlanta at eight. Would they take Malik Willis if he falls? Right. So if Carolina and, – and, and the thing that's super interesting here is if Carolina doesn't take a quarterback – they're probably taking a tackle and the saints want those tackles. So the Carolina's it's not just that they're in the NFC South, like it's hugely impactful to the saints. And then I would say with Atlanta, it's a similar story. That's right. At quarterback, like, you know, they, they probably should take a quarterback. Would they take Malik Willis and is he the only one they would take at eight? Or if Malik Willis is gone, would they consider Kenny Pickett? And that's another one that's like, huge impact on on what happens with the saints. And then after that, you know, the Eagles have similar needs, especially a receiver. And so they're a threat with Garrett Wilson. They're a threat with Olave where the saints may have a guy that they want. And it's just, it's ironic with them just because they're the team that they traded with. And now here they sit and they have picks ahead of the saints, both at 15 and at 18. Yeah. The, the thing with the Saints is they can want an offensive tackle all they want, but if the Texans take if the Texans take Icky, the Giants take Neal, and the Panthers or Atlanta take Cross, like you can want it all you want, but then you're like, oh, pick nine, they're all gone. What are we gonna do? Like, and and, and you yeah. could have, and you know, you you Mickey Loomis may have a may have a trade where he's like, hey, Seattle, if our guys on the board, we'll give you forty. Like, it's it's probable that Mickey Loomis has a tra- has a trade up for a guy lined up already because that's what they did that's what the GMs do this this week right so but it can all it can all change the other interesting you, 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 well you know the the one thing i will say is I, I i do think i just watched the espn mock draft and it's interesting because I believe that those reporters are kind of plugged into mm-hmm. what the teams want. And they have access to Adam Schefter and other. So like, I, I just feel like these are educated picks, you know, and cross 
Mike Triplett just took him at 16. And that, that's like the that's the first time I've seen him fall that far. I, can, no I just way. cannot believe no, that this no many reporters no would pass on no him. Way. No way. Because here here's the thing. But it was a dream scenario. It's a dream when scenario. Fell, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Now I'm, it was disappointing in the sense that I watched Olave get picked and Jameson Williams get picked, and like right before the Saints, and it was just like, ugh, like what's left? And then I was studying like. Well, Jordan Davis got picked right before the Saints, and I'm just like, well, who's left? And then I quickly realized, wait a minute, Charles Cross was never taken. And so I'm looking at the TV with my son and triplets on the TV, who's been on the, our show, by the way, before. Mm-hmm. Super right. nice guy. Friend of and, the show. I, yep, friend of the show. And I'm like, triplet, dude, you got to take Charles Cross. I was like, there's no way you're not taking him, right? And and he took him. So here's, kudos to him. Here's my question. If you could, if I if I if if you if I said to if if me and you said, look, Mickey Loomis, we can grant you a wish. You can have Olave, or you can have Charles Cross at sixteen. But whoever you take, they're gone at nine. The other one is gone at nineteen, so you can't have both. Who do you think the Saints would take at sixteen? Charles Cross. Oh, you think they would even though even though you know that Olave is the number one receiver on their board, you think they would take Cross? Not a doubt in my mind. I think they would run to I think they would run to the to microphone for Cross. I, I think I think once if, if Cross somehow if if he gets if he gets past seven if he gets past eight with Atlanta, because they're not gonna do a trade with Atlanta, if he gets past eight, I think you gotta kiss forty nine, pick forty nine goodbye. And like the Saints will <laughs> Saints are going to be moving up. I I don't know. I don't think they're going to trade up you, at all. We'll see. I mean, it, I, look, I think on draft night anything is possible, right? right? Like they they see a guy that's available, they start to salivate, they start <laughs> to hear from the agent that like that team at fourteen is going to take their guy, and you know, he, you know, emotions get the best of you sometimes. And we know a lot of teams are looking to trade down, mm-hmm. and there's not that many teams looking to trade up. You know, that's kind of the rumor. So. Yeah, the, there'll be a lot of suitors. Yeah, so I think there'll be a lot of people willing to deal with, make a deal with the Saints to let them move up to get a guy if they decide well, to do so. But here's the, th- I, 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 just, I just think at least going in, the mentality is not burn picks and and let's let the draft come to us and pick. Well, the one thing I and you always say, I, I always say this, and you always blast me out of the sky. I'm like, would a team? Because all these teams want to trade down and there's not a lot of teams to trade up, would a team take a lesser deal than what the chart would say? And you always tell me, Ralph, that's not going to happen because teams are just going to be – they're not going to take less. They're just going to pick a guy and they're going to be like, we're going to get a guy in the top 10 and that's cool and we're going to take him. But somebody in the Discord, which is if you're uh, if you're listening to this and you're not a patron, you should become a patron so you can get in Discord. Somebody reminded me – I forget what year it was. The Dolphins, they moved up from 12 to pick three – to take Dion Jordan, who ended up being a bust at defensive end, right, from Oregon. He was, mm-hmm. he was a complete bust. But the chart says you should not be able to get to twelve from twelve to three for a second round pick. It was, I think it was like pick I think it was like pick fifty-eight or sixty even for the Dolphins. So like it was an extra pick they had. So like that shouldn't happen. But it did in that draft because the team that won't the team was willing because the draft wasn't stacked. It wasn't a quarterback heavy draft or whatever. Do you think with all these teams wanting to trade down, do you think there's a possibility that 
we're the Saints get on the clock and we're like, oh, oh, Jesus. They they trade up to seven. We're like, oh, Jesus. Did they give up? Did they give up the extra 19? Did they give up 49? And then we're like, oh, the Saints, they gave up 98 and 120 to get to pick 10. You know, like, do you do you think there's a chance that there's trade ups, whether it's the Saints or whoever, and the trade ups are discounted and it's it costs less than we think? Yeah. I could see that. I think teams are just want more picks in this draft because they believe in the players and the depth. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it may be that, Hey, we'll just grab whatever we can get, you know? And, and I do think on some level, this draft is not that top heavy. Yeah. It- there's not, there's not the can't miss quarterback prospect. Um, I do think there are some pretty great prospects. There's great, draft, but but even even some of the best ones like have been injured or have like injury concerns. You know, like a James Jameson Williams. I I think he would undoubtedly be the first receiver taken over Garrett Wilson over Olave if he hadn't had that ACL injury. You know, so Stingley comes with a bunch yeah. of you know, he 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 was he he for his whole college career was like a lock to be a top five pick. And everyone was kind of saying he was penciled in his freshman year. Mm -hmm. If you looked at like the mock drafts where they do it like four years in advance or whatever, three years in advance, Mm -hmm. he was first overall. People were talking him up as a first overall pick. And, you know, obviously he's had some some injuries and that sort of thing. So I I feel like even the best prospects in this draft, Stingley, Williams, I I throw them in that in that bucket. But those are guys that maybe aren't going to get picked as high as we would have thought because of the injuries and stuff. Man, if 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 Stingley, if he fell to 16, and obviously if he fell to 16, Cross wouldn't be there. I can't see him getting past Philly or whoever, but if he was there at 16, if I was a Saint, I would, again, sprint to the freaking podium, pick him, and – you got a Debo, you got Rob. You figure that out late later. Because here's the thing, Stingley, there were times, and I know it's a long time ago now, and we're gonna get to we're gonna get to Butteridge in just a second. I know it's a long time ago, to Andrew, but there was a, a chunk of time where on the 2019 LSU team, as awesome as that team was with Burrow and the wide receivers and all of it, as awesome as it was, there were stretches where you would look at Stingley and you'd be like, he's going to be the best pro of all of these dudes, of all of this star, this constellation of stars. He's going to be the best NFL player. Now, that's not to say we didn't think the world of all the others, but there were moments where Stingley was that good. And I know he's had a lot of bumps in the road since with injuries and stuff, but if you got him and you got 2019 Stingley and you put 2019 Stingley and Lattimore – on this defense, oh my God, get me 17 points a week. We're going 12 and five. Like, uh, you know. So, Budrich, what you got for us tonight? We got, we got 10 minutes, then we're getting out of here for Pelicans. I ain't got nothing. I love how you request the speech. Then you put him on, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, "Yeah, I got nothing." I'm just evangelizing for for Stingley. That's all I'm doing tonight. Yeah, uh, I'm just keeping on some sleepers that that got written down, and I don't know if I can get one or two of them. I'd be happy. Me, in all honesty, but 
feel ex- I feel exhausted. Now. <laughs> give me a name. Give me because because I believe this draft. The ratings are all over the place, and I do believe the experts where they say when they talk to these teams, these teams are their boards are completely different from like pick twelve. 12 to 15 to a hundred, like all these teams boards are different. So I a hundred percent, I believe, mm-hmm. I believe the draft nerds when they say that the, the, the reporters on Twitter, Butteridge, give me a couple names that you think could go in the top 15. You don't, they don't have to be both of them go, but just give me two or three names that you think could go in the top 15 where you would be like, yes, I cannot believe this is happening, and this is great for the Saints. Some names that we're not thinking of that you think might just go because teams are wacky and crazy like John Gruden was with the Raiders where he picked Arnett. Like, who's a couple names that you think we could see him get picked and we'd be like, wow, that's amazing, and it's awesome for the Saints? First guy would be USC wide receiver Drake London. I mean, I like watching this tape. I would like him on the Saints, but if he's the first receiver taken, I would like that. And probably another one would be the cornerback from Clemson, Andre Booth. Like, if you have Stingley, Gardner, and Booth all get taken in the top 15, that is really good. Mm-hmm. I I think just teams going heavy defense, even if it means, you know, Kyle Hamilton go, goes top 10 in the top 15, if teams go heavy defense, that's really good for the Saints in terms of we're going to get a really top-tier offensive player falling in our laps, whether it be Charlie Cross, whether it be Chris Olave. I mean, you want de- you want a defense-heavy draft, just like in 2017, where prior to the Saints pick, it was an offense-heavy draft. Yeah, Trubisky went. Yeah, you know, uh, the thing for me, though, is I don't really want an edge guy. It's not that I don't like the edge guys in this draft, but you got Davenport, you got Cam Jordan, you've got you just gave Granderson a new deal. You drafted Peyton Turner last year, so you got to still try to figure him out. You got Taco Charlton, you got Passanio, you know, so they're they're super deep at defensive end. And honestly, like even if they took an edge guy, I'm not sure at, at 16 or whatever that he he would get playing time right now with, with the depth they have. So, you know, it, it's not that I don't want or don't like Aiden Hutchinson and, and Kayvon Thibodeau, and you know. Trayvon Walker but like I want those guys gone early so that then your your next guys like your your George Kalafkis out of uh, Purdue or like Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State I want all those guys getting picked yeah. because it's just like the more edge a run guys, run go. going what's that get a little run going where teams teams that want to yeah, oh my yeah. god we gotta get we gotta get up we gotta get up we gotta get up in the top 15 and they and you and you see a couple teams move maybe from the, the, the low 20s or the high 20s to pick 13, 14, 15, take an edge. Yeah. Well, Budrich, uh, before you leave us, uh, quickly give us your Pels prediction tonight. Oh, I say Pels by five. Uh, oh, I like it. Yeah. I, well, thanks, dude. Thanks, dude, as always, for speaking yeah. up. We got, we got Mitch. We got Mitch has been waiting patiently. Uh, so I'm going to take you or, or unmute yourself actually and what you got man well i was listening to tony uh, pauline and kenny main and they said the saints and seahawks are uh, he said that they're talking to them and they want the first receiver off the board saints do i don't know if you guys heard that or not 
I had not. He said they're going to be aggressive to go get the wide receiver. I, I think that guy's dialed in. I don't know if you guys follow. Yeah, no. Tony Pauline is 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 excellent. Um, and and listen, it it the Saints in Seattle, they did the Jimmy Graham trade. They've done. They've 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 discussed things in the past. Like, and the thing the thing about the history with the one thing that's kind of odd there is Schneider and Loomis are really really tight lipped. I'm not saying he's wrong at all. The fact that it got out surprises me a little just because those two guys are very, very, very close to the vest, both of them. But listen, it makes sense because the Saints would want to move up for a receiver or a tackle, and Seattle is one of the – they are the king of accumulate as many third and fourth round picks as humanly possible. And then they take those picks, Mitch, and they set them on fire. Their drafts are atrocious the last five <laughs> years. They really are. What do you think? The, what about the Falcons taking Willis? Hmm. Well, he said that too. He said that's in play. He's like, I that's mean, I, I, I absolutely believe it. I mean, you, they just traded Matt yeah. Ryan, right? They, so I, I think with Atlanta, it's either going to be a receiver or it's going to be a quarterback. Yeah. And, and I, I tend to lean towards quarterback, but that's where, again, we talk about these forks in the road at six and eight. What does Carolina do at six? Mm-hmm. Because I, I think if Malik Willis gets to Atlanta at eight, I think that's the pick. But I if Carolina Panthers. takes him at six, then I start to ask myself, would they take Kenny Pickett or do they just pass on quarterback? Well, yeah. I, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing with uh, with Atlanta, Mitch, and we're gonna get to we're gonna get to. Thanks for joining us. We're gonna get to Dylan, and then we're gonna get out of here. Here's the thing that I think the 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 draft nerds and different people are missing about quarterback you know i th- and i like robert man i like nate tice they're one of the people they're like listen atlanta is going to be so bad if you pick a quarterback this year you're kind of wasting a year and then next year you're probably not going to be good either and next year has a better quarterback draft so they're like why not build your team around your quarterback and get your quarterback next year but here's the thing if you're atlanta Andrew, and you're Terry Fontenot, and you're Arthur Smith, and you like Malik Willis, then you're like, he's the dude. Let's pick him. Let's not wait until next year because we don't know. Maybe Mariota's better than we think, and we went and we stumble around and we win six games. You know, seven, and we're picking, and we're picking again. You know, so if we like the quarterback Willis, let's freaking take him. We'll build the team around him, and if he's good. We'll deal with it later. Maybe we get less years on the. We get less control of him when we're winning. But so what? If he, if if we believe Malik Willis is the guy, and we get it right, we're employed for a decade in Atlanta. So I, I definitely, yeah. I definitely think quarterbacks more in play with them. And you know what? Do it. Uh, it would it, it would scare me because Malik Willis has a potential to be boom or bust, and I think Arthur Smith's a pretty good offensive coach. So I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't like be doing backflips long term about that. But for Thursday night, it would be very good for the Saints. So yeah, and I, I still just think he has such a long way to go as well. Yeah. So that that's the other thing. Uh, Dylan, um, unmute yourself, and we don't know the name of the player that's been picked at 16 yet. But has Joey Russo convinced you that he's going to the Hall of Fame? Oh, he 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 has all the sources. He he says he 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 knows what's going to happen in the draft, and uh, I don't even think I'm going to watch it on Thursday night. I mean, and you I mean, know, Joey's, Joey's, Joey's locked got in. All the info. Joey's like, he, Joey's got Joey knows the sister of the boyfriend of the brother of the, the guy that's getting picked, and he already knows. He's, right? 
he he has a copy of the Saints board, and and apparently he's been involved uh, in the uh, in the board. <laughs> jo- well. Joey, the Saints could pick me at nineteen, and Joey would talk himself into me being a good NFL player. I love Joey's. Oh, I love Joey's enth- Joey's enthusiasm. Listen, we got Dylan. Give me give me a scenario on at sixteen when the Saints get on the clock. Who is the player that you will be doing backflips and being pumped about being on the clock when the Saints are picking? That's available. So, so basically, so basically, which player turns you into Joey? Jamison Williams. And you're cool. You're, you're cool. Wait until late October to see him mm. in the United. Absolutely, absolutely. Because if he. In, in ECLs, you you can come back from ECLs just fine. Now I think, I, if if he is who he was before his ACL injury, I mean, you have a legitimate number one receiver, and that guy and that guy is electric. I mean, yeah. you you get that guy, you give that guy the ball in his hands, he could go the distance any play. I mean, he completely changes your yeah. offense. And honestly, honestly. Uh, in regards to him, he, he's he's what I like to call a, a, a nuclear threat on offense. And I just feel like we haven't had that. I feel like we haven't had that. No, we in haven't. a while. We haven't. I, I, I want to be. I would be. I would be really excited if we got. Yeah, him. and and I really. Wait, what it would that? just. It would be something different where. You know, right now, even with Michael Thomas, if he comes back healthy, Deontay Harris can have it some of the time, occasionally. But it can be – you could have a, a thing, Dylan, where if he's healthy, you know, late, you know, after October this year or into next year where, you know, the Saints are in a game 10 nothing, and their offense is kind of farting around and then, boom, 75 yards to him, Jameis Williams, and you're, and you're back in the game. So I think that's interesting. But, Dylan, thanks for joining us. Um, everybody, thanks for thanks for joining us. I'm surprised we had so many people. This was just going to be a um, a short mic test. But Andrew, I want to tell the people we are doing a Zoom tomorrow for patrons only. So become a patron any level. We're going to be doing a Zoom. We're going to probably have 50, 100 people on the Zoom call tomorrow night at 9. They're going to be asking us whatever they want. Andrew's going to be going over uh, stuff that he's combed from his sources as we get one. We'll be let, at Wednesday at 9 o'clock tomorrow. We'll be less than 24 hours away from the draft. It'll be amazing. You should become a patron. Andrew, my final thing, Pelican prediction. I'm not feeling good for the Pelicans tonight. I think I think the Suns are going to get it together. Chris Paul is going to take it over and – the Suns are going to win easily, but I'll yeah, but I'll say this: if if the Pelicans are within five with less than five minutes to go, I think they win because that's that arena and that Suns team will get tight because they'll look up and they'll be they'll say, "Oh my God, we are playing the thirty-six win Pelicans and we're down two with three and a half minutes to go." Our 64-win season is burning to the ground, and the tightness and anxiety in that state in, in the arena, instead of instead of the electric crowd helping the Suns, it will hurt them because they will see their season crumbling. So that's the key. I think I think the, the Pelicans have got to keep it close. I just think it's hard, but it doesn't matter. They're gonna they're gonna romp in game six. So this this series, it's go it's going seven, I think. So we're we're good. Is is that a fair? Uh, I hope so, man. I, I would love to see it go seven. Um, even though my my sleep <laughs> schedule is being nuked to the ground. Um, 
You know, the last thing I'll say real quick, Ralph, is that, um, you know, again, shout out to Bruce. He gave a free subscription yeah. to one of our um, listeners and gave a, donated a free yearly subscription. I have decided to match that $100 yes. value. So if you're interested in becoming a patron, find me on Twitter. Send me a message. If you're in this space right now and you are not a patron for Saints Happy Hour, uh, become a patron. I'm giving one away for free. And if you get it, you get access to our daily podcast. You get access to mm-hmm. all my draft content. Um, once you pick players, I'll give reviews on all the players. Uh, you get our, you'll get the booze bundle from us. We'll mail that to you. Uh, tons of cool items, and then you'll also get my player grades during the That's season. Right. So, tons of good, tons of goodies there. Tons of value, and you all, you get it all for free for a year. So, if you're interested and you're not a patron already, become a patron. Find me on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter, and we'll hook you up. Become a patron, guys. We will have podcast galore. Lock in your feed to Saints Happy Hour. Become a patron. We are going to have stuff Wednesday, tomorrow, Zoom for patrons, all kinds of stuff Thursday during the day and after and during when the Saints pick Friday. Lock us in. It's draft week. Go Pelicans, and we'll see you tomorrow. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 
2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.